When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Pass caught, Kelsey, touchdown. Well, the Raiders are going backward as this thing is unraveling. He's got another four on the night. This is an opportunity now for the Raiders. Adams, he's got it. 47 seconds left, no timeouts. Receiver falls down, and the Chiefs will win this game. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, ESPNU, your podcast on your smart speakers. By the way, if you have a phone in your pocket, you have us portable with you live whenever we're on the air. Go to the app, more on the lower right-hand corner. Click it, scroll down, and listen live. That's the whole thing. Just go to more, listen live on the app. Done. Does the NFL have a problem with its interpretation of the roughing the passer rule, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. How should they enforce the rule? This is Keyshawn J. Willemax coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. Harry Douglas in for Jay this morning. Guys, we have John Parry, ESPN NFL rules analyst with us right now. Good morning. Good morning. How's everybody there? Good, John. How you doing, man? Doing well. Good, man. Yeah, so John was an NFL official from 2000 through 2018, referee of two Super Bowls. John, after, you know, it seems to to us that since especially Tua's, what appeared to be his second concussion on that short week, there's been heightened sensitivity. Uh, Yesterday, last night on Monday Night Football, Chandler Jones sacks Derek Carr, and they call it roughing the passer. I don't know what he was supposed to do to bring him down other than what he did. How can the league fix the roughing the passer call? I'm not sure it's broke. Look, a couple of these are just incorrect calls, plain and simple. Nothing more, nothing less. The rule is very clear, very well written compared to what it was several years ago. Uh, They continue to try to uh, create categories. And as an official, as a visual learner, visual training, you try to make every call fit into certain categories. Knee and below, neck and above, more than two steps. A few of these do not fit into any of these categories. And they're just errors in judgments, incorrect calls. Uh, they're not the first, and they will not be the last. Been there, done that. No one, no one would like some of these more back, a redo, than the official that made the call. Mm-hmm. So, John, do you... It seems like since the tour injury that these things have been heightened, the Tom Brady, the Derek Carr, like all of a sudden there's a there's an awareness that the the referees are, are really paying close attention and eyeballing this. Is that could that be the case? No, you know, we have access to all of their training tapes. The NFL is great with providing uh, the weekly officiating training tape, the replay training tape, the position training tapes. I review every one of those every week, and I can tell you there has been nothing that would indicate 
that, hey, based on a couple concussions or contacts with quarterbacks, that we need to change what we're doing. Uh, there's been no message from the competition committee or New York office regarding roughing the passer. Not, not from the office, not from Park Avenue, not from the officials, but just the individual officials looking at it differently. Not, you know, not the NFL saying, hey, we, we need to do this, but just it seems like the officials all of a sudden, you know, are, are, are throwing the flag on what I would deem as a ticky-tack situation, like last night to me. There's no, like, what is he supposed to do? He's, he's stripping the ball. He's falling on him. He can't stop 330 pounds from going down on the ground. <laughs> right. No, I get what you're saying there. You know, you take a look last night. You know, he's got a ball in the right hand, and he does attempt to brace with the left hand. It's an angle issue from the referee's position. From where he is at, he cannot see the left arm, the left hand. He needed help from the umpire. And that is one of the identifiers as a referee. Do I throw or do I not? If he attempts, if he attempts to brace, it's a no foul. It's a no issue. And in that case, it's just a, it's just a, an error in judgment there. Or and it's very subjective. You know, one, one guy's going to look at it one way, another looks at it the other. Uh, at the end of the day, look, there's 17 referees. For 19 years, I was one of them. At no point would we say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do this week. What do you think? How are you going to approach this with concussions? One of the key points to officiating is consistency. And they spend hours on this week in and week out. There's no outlier uh, from a referee standpoint of how he or she will officiate a football game based on their own own thoughts. John Pierre, ESPN NFL officiating analyst, join us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and, of course, Max. Yeah, John, do you, should, should, should the NFL start at making the roughing the passer penalties revo- re- reviewable? No, uh, absolutely not. Uh, think about what we lived through with pass interference. You know, we, again, we go back to there's, these are humans. There will be mistakes. And if we try to put more in the hands of replay officials or sky judges upstairs, all you're doing is adding two things, technology which is great, but 17 more humans. Everybody has a different lens to this game. Players, coaches, fans, officials, we all view it a little bit differently. The more we can keep on the field, recruit better, train better, get them better, the better off the game will be rather than put it in the hands of just more people, more potential for human error. John Parry, ESPN NFL Rules Analyst. Thank you for joining us this morning. All right, you guys have a great day. All right, John, thanks a lot. By the way, I was told I said Chandler Jones earlier. It was Chris Jones, of course. Too many Joneses. Too many Joneses, that's right. I'm keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, sacking quarterbacks, Joneses left and right. Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones. Yes, Harry could say. (laughs) Chris Jones, the Chiefs uh, defensive lineman, was at the post-game press conference talking about the roughing the passer calls. Listen to this. 
I think roughing the pastures, they don't put such an emphasis on that. We got to be able to view it in the booth now. You know what I mean? I think that's the next step as an NFL as a whole. If we're going to continue to call roughing the pastures at that high of a velocity, then we got to be able to view it in the booth to make sure because sometimes it looks can be deceiving. You know what I mean? From from the ref point of view, it probably looked like that initially. And when you look at the replay, it's a whole different thing. So I think now the, to evolve roughing the pastures and protecting the quarterback essentially what we're doing in this league, we got to be able to look at roughing the passers in the booth. You, 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 you take a look at the Grady Jarrett situation. I was going to ask you about that. Did you see that one from yesterday? Of course. It's all over Twitter. And what type of situation that was in the game. That was a third down stop also. And then when you take that in initiative, if we're able to view it in the booth and the referees can get a second look because it's happening so fast, maybe we can change that because now it's getting absurd. You know what I'm saying? Now it's causing teams games. Boy, I mean, by the way, Chris Jones eloquently states the case. He lays it all out. Yeah. And if it were me, I'd be much more emotional than that when I had a strip sack taken away yeah. from me and hurt the team based on nonsense. Yeah, I, I think that there's a way if you go and you it's reviewable in the box, I think that there's a way to do it without slowing down the game too much. I think there is. Thank because you. I'm always of the what if. What if this is a major situation in the playoffs or – something that decides a game for the playoffs or the Super Bowl, and you get that Brady sack or you get the Chris Jones sack fumble, and all of a sudden it's they don't get the ball and they lose the game. So why not? Why not take a look at it? Harry, 100% what Key is saying is exactly right. And the other thing is it does not take more than 20 seconds. As soon as they turn the video around, which is almost instantly, you can make a better call from a different angle. You do not need to take five minutes to make a call. I have an extra 10 seconds to get the call right. 10 seconds you get well, the call it, it right. It bothers me because, you know, Key, you played this game, and when you work so hard uh, to try to attain a goal or reach a goal and go out there and win games so you can try to contend for a Super Bowl and then you have calls like this that can actually alter games, Yeah, it, 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 ups, so it upsets mad. you. How, about, so how about the fact that there's a good chance it will alter a game? Why? Because, you know, there's some guys you look at and you're more careful. The league is very careful with Tom Brady. He's the face of the league. He's the GOAT. He's 45 years old, the whole thing, right? Well, it shouldn't play. I don't care about his age. But the point is, imagine Tom Brady's deep in the playoffs. Very good likelihood yeah, he usually is. Yeah. And there's, there's likely he's going to be playing a very good defense. At yep. some point, some pivotal defensive play is going to be made. And it's Tom Brady that the guy is falling on, strip sacking, whatever. They're going to blow the whistle. Or they're going to throw a flag. I mean, you know, come on. And they didn't give Tom, they didn't they didn't throw the flag on Tom Brady for trying to kick Grady up. <laughs> they didn't that, see that. That though. wasn't the only time. He did it a different time in the game as well. He tried, he, to, he tried to be that's slick. two separate times he, he tried, tried to, to kick Grady Jarrett. He tried to be slick and kick him with the rollover. He know? was slick. He didn't try. He was slick. Yeah, he but, was super slick. But then if, if, if Grady Jarrett would have grabbed him by the leg, He'd have been in trouble. He would have been in trouble. Yeah, I, but I kind of like that when vets get away with that stuff. They're just yeah, being smart. I mean, I did he would have grabbed him and shook him, Keith. I certainly <laughs> did some slick stuff, yeah. stepping on hands. You know, oh, I didn't know you was on the ground. We ain't even going to talk about my stuff. We're going to keep mine out of it. But it just was slick that Brady did that after a little soft tackle to the ground. It's, it's, I mean, it's going to affect the outcome of a playoff I think game. You, I think and, it will, too. Uh, yeah. I think it will, too. All right. Too. ESPN NFL insider Dan Graziano joins us from, for some overreaction, not an overreaction. And listen, I keep saying we're going to take calls. We will take calls today. 888-SAY-ESPN. Does the NFL have a problem with the interpretation of the roughing the passer rule? And, and by the way, we need to get back into the decision – 
to go for two instead of kick the extra point for the Raiders by McDaniel. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If that Brady call happened in a playoff game, they would be already planning the 30 for 30. When you tackle somebody, you know what happens? Your body weight goes on top of that human being. What are you supposed to do? We all know the NFL wants to protect the quarterback, but you've got to protect the integrity of the game and the competition. This is absolute trash, right? This is you taking the livelihood of 53 players, of of coaches and staff, and putting it in your hands, balling it up like this, and going Kobe into the garbage can. Keyshawn, J. Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Harry Douglas in for J. Will today. And Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider, is with us now. Before we even get to overreaction, not overreaction, on which we do on Tuesdays with Dan. Dan, your thoughts on the roughing the pe- on the strip sack that was turned into yeah. a roughing the passer penalty last night. I was confused by why the the fumble and the recovery didn't override the, you know, the the, the roughing the passer. Right? He has the ball at this point. The defender has the ball, so Carr is no longer a passer. I mean, they explain, there's an explanation for that. The, the quarterback retains that protection as long as he, the quarterback's a defenseless player. Like they they are going to put in rules to protect him, and I, and, and I get it. I don't like the the body weight rule, but it's a rule, and and Chris Jones knows it, and all these defensive players know it. But I, I think, at a minimum, the Chiefs should have had the ball. Like even if you're going to move him back 15 yards for the penalty, I think. I mean, he we clearly back up for one second. Covered the ball. Back up for one second. So yeah. the Chiefs win 30 to 29, and yeah. we're talking about a Chris Jones strip sack. Yeah. Uh, of Derek Carr at, that was called a roughing the passer. Yeah. When you say they, the players know they can't put their body weight, yeah. right? So it's, if, it's not a new rule. It's, no, it's, of course. Yeah. But if you are, if your ability to strip sack the mm-hmm. quarterback means necessarily that your body weight will wind up on him, that means you have to pass up the opportunity for the strip sack, right? It, it, 
It does. Yes. It's not a good rule. I mean, like it's look, it's a good rule if you're trying to protect the quarterbacks from injury and keep them on the field. That's that's the premise behind it. But the idea that the defender at, at a size that Chris Jones is can fully control his ability to and they'll tell you, oh, you got to roll off of him, brace yourself, all that stuff, which it looked like he did. Fundamentally, it comes down to a judgment call by the official yeah. that stand there. And if he, if it looked to him like Chris Jones fell on him with his full body weight, he's going to throw that flag. And that's that that that's what we're stuck with when this is the rule. The official thought he was enforcing the rule correctly because, to, in his judgment, the guy fell on him with his full body weight. Now we can argue the rule and whether it should be or whether it should be amended. I think the, I, I personally think it should be, but no, I think the rule is fine. Yeah. The rule is fine. But that's not what happened because of the because of the fumble. Yeah, but that's no, I'm saying weird. I'm saying the rule throwing your body weight, and that's more of the guys back in the day when you would see them boom and yeah. put all of their weight extra force down right. on the guy. What Chris Jones did was had nothing. He was trying to brace his fall. He happened. You're stripping the ball away, number one, and 330 pounds. You can't stop 330 pounds from falling on the ground. I mean, it's just it's impossible to do, and so. The referee either somebody was in his vision, yeah. he didn't see something, or he just made a bad call, or he just made a bad call, which happens. It happens, right? I mean, that, that's that's what we're talking about. It's like with the Brady thing, the day no, before. the Brady thing was it's a bad call. That was a, that was a bad like a bad call. Come on, man, it's you a bad you, call. That wasn't at least Carr and Chris Jones was amongst people shielding vision. Brady was like in the middle of the open. You could tell based on Brady's comments that he thought it was a bad call. Like, he just <laughs> Imagine the from words it. I was using, Grise. You know. Yeah. Playing in that organization. Yeah, yeah, I am yeah. a fighter. Oh, yeah, that's your team. I, sure. I was going crazy. And it was right before I went on ESPN primetime on that Sunday. Mm. So you I was, had to get all those words I, out I before was, you had a microphone in front of you. I actually got, got a couple in. You got a couple in? All right, but I don't know if we heard from the FCC we, on yeah, that or what. It's be, okay. I've been to the principal office all right. before. They better be glad <laughs> this is not uh, Deacon Jones, Charles Haley. What? Going Brett. Uh, what was the baseball? Bean Green, uh, Joe Green. Kansas City Royals. Uh, Brett, uh, Brett, George Brett. George Brett. They better be glad they didn't go all George Brett on them. It's funny. Because of guys like that, they put the rule They put the rule in where you have to be nicer to the quarterback. All right. Now it is time to okay. play overreaction, not an overreaction. Where's the music? Don't we have music for this? Brian Dable is the coach be. of the year. Dan Graziano, overreaction, not an overreaction. It's not an overreaction. I don't even know if it's close right now. Like, you're talking about a team playing without its top four wide receivers with a quarterback on a bum ankle. Uh, with the, 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 Their best defensive lineman hasn't played in three weeks. They're four and one. They go to London and beat the Packers? Without much talent on the team, by the way, picked to finish last. Right? I don't understand. I, I don't know how you can find a coach right now that's doing more with less than what Dayball's no, doing. It, it, unless the Eagles can go undefeated, it's yeah. not an overreaction. Uh, right. right? You go I mean, 17 and 0, you win yeah, your war. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Other than that, all, all he has to do is win four more games, and it's his. If he can get eight games <laughs> out of the Giants, Oh, it's his trophy. It's nine, his. nine, because nowadays yeah. you need to be over five hundred. I think you got to win more. Oh, than you okay, lose so, to so be coach okay, of the so year. go, yeah, five. go nine. I said but eight, he can go do nine. Do it. I mean, their schedule's not a monster. Like this isn't. Yeah, they're. This and it's is a fun. different I, football team than I, it was in the past. This is fun. If you're a Giants fan, I mean, Max, I mean, you got to be enjoyed. So when happy. was the last time you got to middle of October and felt like this? When was the last time I've been happy? Right, yeah, like it's ten exactly. years since I've been able to be happy. Even yeah. when they won those Super Bowls. They were not 4-1 oh, and one last, at no point, right? The last Super Bowl that they won, they were 7-7 seven and seven with two games left in the season. Yeah. And yeah, then and they got on a tear. Matter of fact, when they went like 10-0 and 0 to start the season, the Ravens shellacked them in the Super Bowl when they That's had that right. incredible start. That def- right. uh, yeah, that monster defense. Yeah. Packers defense is a 
you 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 gotta chime in too, right? Packers defense is a bigger problem than their offense. Dan Graziano, re- overreaction, not an overreaction. We start with you, Dan. Wanna, Harry, go first. Make sure he gets it in. <laughs> no, you you go <laughs> and then right, overreact. Right. Uh, I, I think it's I think it's not an overreaction. I think that's the thing about the Packers that has me more concerned because I think the offense is doing what we kind of expected it to do in terms of finding its footing, right? And, and yeah, they they look. They look bad some ge- weeks. They look better some other weeks, maybe quarter to quarter. But the defense blowing leads to team. And, again, no offense to the Giants, one of the great early stories of the league. But the Packers should have been able to put that game away. And, and the fact that they're, they're leaking on defense in the second half the last couple of weeks is concerned because that was supposed to be the unit that propped up the offense while it figured everything out. Yeah, I don't out. think this is an overreaction as well. When you look at this defense, the offense, right, they didn't have everybody to start the season. You had new receivers coming in, the offensive linemen missing. The defense had all their pieces. Right, And everyone was saying that this defense is going to have to carry the Green Bay Packers. In their two losses, they had been horrible. Mm-hmm. Against the Minnesota Vikings and then the New York football Giants. Not to mention, you uh, think about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, you go in overtime and you got to beat the New England Patriots. So I think yeah. right now the defense is holding them back more so than the offense is. Yeah, it's not an overreaction at all. I think Joe Barry and that unit has to get better. There's no question about it. They even drafted defensive players mm-hmm. in the draft to make them better, and it's not paying off for them right now. Look, last year they defense struggled to the end of, toward the end of the season. They got better. Let's see if that's the same case this year. All right, Bill Belichick and the Patriots are going to make the playoffs after all. Overreaction, not an overreaction. I think it's an overreaction, but boy, are they playing better? I mean, all of a sudden you did took the Packers to overtime in Lambeau, and then and then you shut out. I mean, I know it's the Lions, but the Lions were scoring 35 a game coming in. I mean, they, they, they shut them out. They found a little something in the run game. The, the rookie quarterback, Zappi, looks like he can at least manage your way through the game if you need him to. I just think that the, the schedule toughens up, and uh, I, I just don't think they have, there's enough on this roster to get them past the other AFC contenders. So I, I still say this is an overreaction. Yeah, I think it's an overreaction as well, though. When you look at the Jets and how they're playing now with Zach Wilson coming back, being 2-0, that defense being better, those guys that they added to the, to the puzzle for that team. So I, I think this is an overreaction for the Patriots. As it stands today, it's not an overreaction because Dr. Z is at the quarterback position <laughs> and Bill Belichick is on the sideline. So it's, it, today it's not. You know, some weird, you know, it's just whatever it is, he knows how to coach football and get his guys to respond. Now, they may be, as the season we're on, they may be slightly on the edge of getting into the playoffs, but I can't count them out right but now. But if, re- if I rephrased it from Bill Belichick and the, play- and the Patriots are going to make the playoffs after all to our legitimate playoff contenders – then it's not an overreaction. To say they will make the playoffs may be a little bit of an overreaction to me right now because, as Dan points out, a lot of good teams in the AFC. Yeah, and, and a lot of good teams left on their schedule. On it's their not, schedule, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but Dr. Z, man. Dr. Z, He's huh? cooking. He's getting ready to create something up in, the nor- up in uh, Boston. He's getting ready to man, what's stir the, it up. Say his name, Key. Who is Dr. Z? Zappy. 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 Not Zappy. Zappy. The Cowboys are real Super Bowl contenders, Dan Graziano. Re- overreaction, not an overreaction. Uh, it's a tough one. Look, I, I mean, the defense is legit. Like, I, I don't think it's, I, I, I don't think it's an overreaction to say that they're that they're real contenders. I don't know if they'll get there or not, but the defense is a championship caliber defense right now. And if you believe the offense will be better once Dak Prescott comes back, then I think you have to give him that. Not an overreaction, but let me ask you this, Dan. Is San Francisco real Super Bowl contenders? Yeah, but I'm worried about the, the, um, 
you know, the injury situation, right? They lost one of the starting corners. Nick Bosa's got an injury. Healthy. Let's just say they're healthy. Well, but they're not. Right, <laughs> but today but see, you know, I, I think, later. I they have Jimmy G. Then they have Jimmy G. No, and the reason I ask you that is because these two teams basically mirror each other. Yeah. So if if you believe San Francisco is a Super Bowl contender with their defense, and Dallas has this defense, and they have a running yeah. game, and they got a a, a, a managing quarterback just yeah. like Frisco. But I think uh, I think once seen that it before from San Francisco, yeah. we have not seen it from the Dallas Cowboys. I, I think I think the ceiling on offense for the Cowboys is higher because yeah. of of Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is a better quarterback. But than let's Cooper say Rush. Dak doesn't get his job back though. Well, he will if once he's healthy, he'll play. But I don't think. I mean, like the Niners mm-hmm. don't have that mm-hmm. coming on offense. Mm-hmm. Like they, like what they are on offense now is what they're going to be. And I just don't know over the course of a. Of a whole season, a whole postseason, it's, at some point you're going to have to so, be able to So score. if if Cooper Rush goes into Philadelphia <laughs> and he – Two no, touchdowns. I just want to ask you, though. Two touchdowns through the air. If he goes into Philly, though, yeah. runs and he, one goes, in. <laughs> he goes 18 to 23, 295 and three touchdowns. 295? Yeah, I'm going to give you 295. Yeah, he, he pops for I'm a big gonna, game. Yeah, one big been game. At 295? I'm, just wait. I'm what, giving you a CeeDee Lamb – Slant to the house. That's going to push the numbers yeah. up. And, and they blow the Eagles out. What happens? That's all I'm asking. I love the facial expression, Grom. I just want to know. <laughs> when Dak Prescott is healthy, he will start the game for the Dallas Cowboys. Dan, if they beat the Eagles on the road with Cooper Rush, Cooper Rush will start against Detroit. I've, I've been going this with these two guys. He the will last, start last against few Detroit. Days. Like I don't understand. If he the, beats the Eagles in Philadelphia, he'll start against Detroit. That's my prediction. We have forty million dollar reasons why. Like I mean, yeah, I yeah, but just that's the, the money they spent quarterback. on quarterback. You start, you start your better players. I mean, like what? What? Like if if Man. if if Micah Parsons since missed a game, and the guy they put in a place of him got five sacks. You think that for Michael five wouldn't games get in a row, Mike, Mike, Michael wouldn't get his job back <laughs> for five games yeah. in a row? Yeah, for five games yeah. in a row. By the way, if someone came in and got five sacks a game for five games in a row, yeah. Michael, you're sitting right there till this dude doesn't have five sacks. Oh, so that's you know? twenty-five. That'd be a record for a season. So maybe <laughs> yes. that's not. Yeah, yes. that might be an exaggeration. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, uh, Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL Insider. I will see you later on this. Just yes. in. I'll be there. I look forward. Two to Two p.m. Eastern. Man, you got a ESPN. long day. You ain't lying. God. All right. Your calls on roughing the passer plus was attempting a two-point conversion rather than kicking a, da- a game-tying extra point late in the fourth quarter, the right decision for the Raiders. Keyshawn J. Willemax, Harry Douglas, in for J. ESPN Radio. They hand to Jacobs, and he, no signal, they didn't get it. Analytics man, tie the game. Give your team a fighting chance. But I like the call by Josh McDaniels. I love going for two in that situation, especially on the road. Keyshawn, J. Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Click more on the lower right-hand corner. Scroll down and listen live. If you have a phone in your pocket, you got us live, portable. So, Harry Douglas in for J today. Was attempting a two-point conversion rather than kicking a, da- a game-tying extra point late in the fourth quarter the right decision for the Raiders? Here's Josh McDaniels, Raiders head coach at the post-game presser. I felt like in that situation, you know, we hadn't, you know, we hadn't really, they had kind of had a lot of momentum offensively, obviously, in the second half, and um, just, you know, we had a play that we felt really good about, thought we would get a look that gave us a shot at it, for sure, but we had a chance, we had a fair fight at it, you know, they played it a little bit better than we did, and uh, gave ourselves an opportunity to take the lead there, and 
you know, and then maybe put a little extra pressure on them when they had the ball. You know, nothing more, nothing less. Just trying to be aggressive, trying to win the game. And I know it was four and a half or whatever the time was, but uh, just, you know, our team felt good about it um, and just you know, felt like that was the right call at the right time. So, look, I get that people don't like to go for two especially with the analytics tell you there's like a reflexive reaction. We've always been doing it the other way. Kick and I get that at goal, that moment, yeah. if you don't, the extra point, if you kick the extra point, you don't lose at that moment. If you don't kick the extra point and you don't make the two point, at that moment you lose. I'm telling you right now, if it was like under a minute left, I'm going for two. I'm not trying to tie. I'm trying to win. I'm not scared of losing. Kick the PAT, right? man. But, but in this case, there's over four minutes left. Kick the PAT. So four minutes left, the Chiefs are probably going to go down Mac. the field. It's 427. 427 is to too much exact. time for me. For me, it's, it's too, too much, much time. for anybody. But if it was, I'm telling you right now, if that was under a minute, I'm, I'm going no, for it. I'm going man, for you it. Got I'm to, going for it. You got to kick the PAT, live to see another day. I'm trying so to win, man. No, don't. Look, I'm trying Max, to win. Max. The offense was not playing bad for the Las Vegas Raiders. That's my thing. So you had faith in, 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 in your offense if you – if the game would have went to overtime, right? So my or if thing the Chiefs is that, score, you're going to get the ball back probably anyway because there's 427 left in the, the game. You're going to get the ball back. You got timeouts. You got the two-minute yeah. warning. Yeah. That's why you're getting I, the ball back. That's why I get the point. I'm just saying if that's under a minute left, I don't mind going for, for the extra point. Go, no. go get two. All right. No. Raymond in Tampa. You're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Harry Douglas in for Jay today, ESPN Radio. Hey, good morning, y'all. Thanks for having me on. So let's not act like Tom Brady isn't a GOAT. He's going to get the benefits of the doubt of all the calls. We all know that. Yeah, he gave a little kick at the end for Spike, but you know how Brady is with, you know, his competitive spirit. But also, we got to protect the quarterbacks now. They they done advanced the game so far now, all the popularity. This is how everybody's getting all those big paychecks now. So let's so protect Raymond, the quarterback. So, Raymond, kicking somebody is the spirit of the game? Competitive. You make contact. <laughs> you know, it's just competitive spirit. It's Tom Brady. He ain't going to hurt nobody. His fragile body self. You know this. He, he done, lies, lies, he lies, done lies, smushed his lies. cleats into someone's hand and stuff. Oh, yeah, I have. Okay, of course. Of course. I'm just saying, I, you know. Yeah. But you competitive. Yeah, I'm competitive. I was competitive. I was out and there trying to get And you knew how to get, get away edge. with it, right? Well, I just step on you. If you, if you on the ground and yep. you're right there and I don't like you, I don't have time to be arguing, which I just happen to just, you know, I'm getting up. And did you get away with it? Well, I mean, of course. They yeah, you're a wily it. veteran. Yeah, I push your I, head down. You know the head push down, Harry. I'm going to help myself get up off your helmet. Yeah, no lie. And I had, Tom Brady does the same stuff. I, I, cut, I cut a defender when I tried to, and he braced himself, right? He need me right underneath my chin. It was all good because I knew I was going to cut him the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Adrian in St. Louis, you're on with Keyshawn J. Willemax, Harry Douglas, in for J Today, ESPN Radio. Hey, what's up, guys? What's happening? I mean, we're, we're, we're kind of avoiding the big picture. I mean, we all remember Cam Newton, MVP, until he got treated like a running back. They, they, you know, they want to talk about that, that car hit. But let's be honest, it's not an overreaction to Tua because Pat Mahomes got slammed in the same exact manner in that same game. No flag. Carr, pity pat. Brady, pity pat. I mean, they're officiating black quarterbacks like running backs still, and everyone else is getting the flag football treatment. Well, I mean, going back to officiating the black quarterback different 
than they are the white quarterback. Well, but you can't, you can't go back to Cam Newton in 2015, right? That's you're talking about seven years ago. Today, are they officiating differently based on uh, Well, most race? of us, we don't get sacked. That's number one. If you want to, if you really want to, if you really want to break it down the way, it, if you really, there's a mobility difference. Yeah, there's and, a mobility difference. But, jo- but really Josh Allen is to. mobile. Uh, Aaron okay, Rodgers so, is mobile. Okay. Uh, yeah. There are there are pl- mo- a lot of quarterbacks. Justin Herbert's mobile. Yeah, but Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, no, Kyler Murray. What he's they saying. not getting to them dudes though. But they I, really are getting to them. I understand the where he's coming from. No, I understand too because. You can't tell me Lamar Jackson will get done by Grady Jarrett and they're going to throw a flag for that. You can't tell me Patrick Mahomes is going to get done like that, like Derek Carr, and they're going to throw a flag for that. Well, let's keep our eye on it. Put it this way. Let's see. Put it this way. Let's watch and see. They haven't done it. They haven't done it so Now, let's see if it happens now that the eyeballs are watching all quarterbacks. Yeah. Black or white. Well, it's, it's an interesting question because the question of race looms uh, and is connected to a lot of things that people don't even always realize, right? It's not like the referee has to be twirling his mustache. Hey, I'm going to call this on the white yeah, guy, but, that but not the black a, but that was well, let's a, see what that happens. that was a brother, uh, uh, Tom Brady, was a black ref. Right. So, you know, it's a black ref that wasn't being told, uh, according to John Perry, to officiate a certain way. Let's see what happens when it's Patrick Mahomes. Or Lamar Jackson, or like, because I did notice this, and maybe it, it may, this may have nothing to do with race, but I did notice in the in the AFC Championship game a pre-snap penalty. Mahomes never touches the ball after they were about to beat the Bucks and Tom Brady. There was no rules change after that game, but when Josh Allen didn't touch the ball and Mahomes man, won, stop, man. they no, man. changed the rule. Are you reaching, man? Will they you changed stop? the rule. Stop. That's, okay, I'm saying I started by saying I don't know if that had anything to do with yeah, it, man. but I did notice when it was Josh Allen who got yeah, robbed from touching the ball. Fact, I know, he just but no, facts. I'm not going to let him. I'm not going to let him do that to the league, though. <laughs> I'm not, not going to let him do that. To I'm the league. not saying anyone sitting there twirling a mustache with evil <laughs> intentions. I'm saying I noticed that though that that happened. That's all. Paul Feinbaum uh, Come on, joins man. us next, and I wonder if he will apologize to Key over USC. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Media. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play.
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now let's see here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, Harry Douglas in for Key today. No, Jay, not me. So, sorry, in for Jay today. Uh, by the way, I almost said in for Max earlier. <laughs> wait, wait a minute, what? I'm Max. Uh, Got to get your brain checked, man. You know what that? You know what that sound means, right? You know what that track means. It means Paul Feinbaum. The, fa- the Paul Feinbaum show is brought to you by Dr. Pepper. By the way, it ain't college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. The one fans deserve. Because last time Paul was on this show, this was playing, and Paul, I told you the name of the track. I want to see if you remember. Do you remember Paul Feinbaum? Mob Deep. Do you remember the name of the track? Yeah, it, 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 was, uh, it was something from Brooklyn. That's, that's right. Shook Ones, part two. <laughs> Excellent, Shook Paul Feinbaum. That's right. Something from Brooklyn is the main thing. They're, from, they're actually from Queens, but you're from Brooklyn, and that's close enough. Oh. Uh, Paul. It's, how, it's all the same to me. How, how surprised were you by how closely Texas A&M played Alabama? It was pretty shocking uh, because you know, this has now become a pattern of Nick Saban's teams in, in, the, in the last couple of years. Uh, remember the Texas game a couple of weeks ago, uh, Texas A&M, uh, they were more than three touchdown favorites in both games, Max. The key to this game was Bryce Young not playing. Uh, Milrow, the, the backup, just you know really uh, was not ready for that moment. He made a number of key fumbles. Some would say uh, the defense on Texas A&M created them, but the good news for Alabama, we think, is that Bryce Young will be back Saturday, and they will need him desperately because they're going to Knoxville against one of the most explosive teams in college football. Yeah, Paul, we're doing actually college game day this weekend. I host Countdown to College Game Day, the pre-show leading up until college game day. And being in Knoxville this weekend, I'm excited for it. But looking at, you know, number three, Alabama going to Knoxville to play the Tennessee Volunteers, who are ranked sixth overall, you talk about Hendon Hooker, who is a Heisman candidate. And I think uh, if it wasn't for C.J. Stroud having the weekend he had last week, he would be number one. But I have him number two right now. And then Bryce Young. Do you think Tennessee can actually get this job done and beat Alabama this Saturday? I think it depends on a couple of things, Harry. Uh, certainly Bryce Young's health is, is probably the most important. I, th- I feel like if Bryce Young is, is playing up to his – standards, uh, it will be more difficult for Tennessee. But that, that I went to school there, so I'm, I'm a, somewhat familiar with that stadium. And you've got 110,000 people. It is an explosive atmosphere. This is the biggest game, I think, in Tennessee in, in that stadium in probably 20 years, uh, maybe even more. And they're ready. They're ready to end what has been a, a really disastrous losing streak to Tennessee. Guys, the last time Tennessee beat Alabama was 2006. It means so much to the Tennessee people, and I think they're capable. And, and on top of all that, Tennessee has a coach that a lot of people are just now hearing about in Josh Heupel, and his backstory is fascinating. 
he, he was the quarterback uh, who led Oklahoma 20 years ago to a national championship. He came in second in the Heisman. He was Bob Stoops' offensive coordinator. And guess what happened? He got fired. Uh, he, he went looking for jobs elsewhere. He was at Missouri. He finally got a head coaching job. Uh, he has almost no affiliation anymore with his alma mater. And I asked you guys this question. You think, do you think Oklahoma would rather have Josh Heupel as its head coach right now or Brent Venables, who just lost 49, 49 to nothing against his biggest rival in the University of Texas? And they're about to join the Southeastern Conference. Mm, mm, mm. Paul Feinbaum, host of the Paul Feinbaum Show, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Paul, if, if, if things played out different on that final play in A&M-Alabama game, which I don't know what the hell Jimbo Fisher was calling there, would this Tennessee game, <laughs> how much different would this Tennessee game be if that final play turned out differently? Well, I'm not sure how to spell Armageddon, but I've seen the word written many, many times. That's what it would be right now in the, in the Alabama nation because this would be a do-or-die game, Keyshawn, a loss, and Alabama's done uh, because you can't survive uh, two SEC losses and, and hope to get to the playoffs. Now, I'm not, I'm not you know, trying to find a, 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 an escape hatch for Nick Saban, but they could probably afford to lose this game and win out, and they'll still be in the playoffs. Uh, they, would be in, they would be in one of the most desperate situations of Saban's career, uh, at Alabama in, in terms of the national championship. And it, it was very close to happening. Key, uh, Key you're right. Uh, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll defer to Johnny Manziel, who's only the most famous player in A&M history. He said it was the worst play call he's ever seen. I'll defer to you. You know a little bit more about uh, going out and trying to, to grab a game-winning uh, pass. But to describe it to the – I'll let you describe it to the audience, but it made no sense whatsoever. Yeah, it was it – was- it was not a good play. Let's put it that way. At the end of the game, you put the quarterback on. First of all, you could have ran the football to the left side or you put the quarterback on a run pass option. I, I don't know what Jimbo Fisher was doing. I'd like to ask him personally. Now that Matt Rule is on the streets and and uh, probably going to collect $40 million in a payout from the <laughs> Carolina Panthers, with a job opening, right, a couple jobs opening up in college football, is he destined to get a job again in college? Yes. Uh, and, 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 guys, I, I think I speak for all of us. Please give me a boss that will give me $40 million after a truly woeful three years as a head coach. That, that, is, that is America, is it not? Um, after, said, after having said all that, he's probably the hottest name right now available for college football because he has a brilliant track record. What he did at Temple, what he did at Baylor is really fantastic. And I think it's just really a matter of what Matt Rule wants to do. I'm sure the owner of the Panthers is begging him to take a job so it will mitigate some of that $40 million. But, but I think you have to throw Matt Rule's name into a number of jobs, probably starting at Nebraska. He seems like a pretty good fit there. Uh, Wisconsin, you can go out west. Uh, there are a bunch of jobs that aren't even open yet that will be open soon. So uh, that that is really going to be the most interesting uh, person to watch in the in the coaching carousel as of this moment. It's going to change. There'll be more openings, obviously, but but he's the name to keep your eye on. Uh, Paul, when are you going to apologize to Keyshawn over USC? That's the burning question. Uh, okay, see, see, Max, <laughs> I, I appreciate the question, but here's the problem. Uh, I don't know if anybody other than Keyshawn has noticed this or not. But Southern Cal's heading to Utah this Saturday afternoon. Now, Utah, 
blew a game against UCLA. I mean, they, their, their defense was abominable. That's a second loss. Guess what's going to happen Saturday night, Max? What's that? Utah is going to upset Southern Cal and the trail of tears that Keyshawn has from Utah back to wherever he lives these days, whether it's in L.A. or hanging out with you guys at the seaport, is going to be enough to fill up uh, the East River. Please, please, please don't say that, Paul, because I am going to be in Salt Lake City for the game. And if we lose this football game, yeah, it's going, it's going to be hell to pay. And I promise you that. Paul Get ready. Smart. Get ready, Keyshawn. It's going, to be a long, it's going to be a long trip back. Well, yeah. we thank you for that, Paul. The great Paul Feinbaum, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks, Paul. Man, we better win. Hey, is the NFC East and, uh, the best division in football? Has the balance of power in the NFL shifted from west to east? Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.